I tend on Holy Thursday to have a bit more solemn homily. And I love to preach this day, especially to talk about my love for the priesthood. What we celebrate today is the Eucharist and the priesthood, the institution of the priesthood. And I love my priesthood. But this year, it's been difficult, and I'll tell you why. One of the things that we priests promise at ordination is obedience to whatever our bishop asks of us. And obedience is not difficult until you're asked to do something that you don't want to do. On Monday, I received a call from the bishop and was told that amidst the recent moves in our diocese that I too will be moved. I will be leaving St. Joseph and will be going to Kenrick Glennon Seminary to be a spiritual director for the next three to five years. The bishop also wanted me to relay <clears throat> this message to you. He said before everyone gets upset and starts calling me, tell them that Holy Thursday falls on a very special day this year, April 1st. So, my beloved parishioners, I'm staying. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're stuck with me. <clears throat> April Fools. The past three years of my priesthood have been probably the most intense three years of the 14 years I've been a priest, and I'm sure that many of you have felt that as well. There has been tension here, and it's not been easy. But you've been very good to me. And God has been good to us. And our school is slowly beginning to come back. Has been remodeled. The trusses in the roof are fixed. So our ceiling won't fall on us. The basement is structurally secure. So we won't fall through either. <laughs> and we are financially in the black. After... A really difficult year. On top of that, we're almost back to 100% attendance as we were before the pandemic. And so on this, the beginning of the Triduum, on this feast of the Eucharist and the priesthood, I just want to start with a huge thank you. Thank you for your belief in this parish. Thank you for your belief in the mission. Thank you for the gift of your time, talent, and treasure. So many of you have stepped up to help us in so many ways. I truly feel like the most blessed priest in the diocese. And on top of that, I have an incredibly gifted staff who tirelessly work day in and day out to support our mission and our parish and the school. So all of them, I want you to know my deepest gratitude as well. I can't do it without you. And part of my Lent was to read the history of this parish. And I have been truly humbled and honored to be the pastor here. I don't know if you know the history of this parish. This parish it has a lot of history. And I stand on the shoulders of giants that came before me. And I am humbled. But being part of a leader is making hard decisions, and I've had to make plenty of those. 
But I want you all to know that if I have hurt you or angered you in any way, that I am truly sorry. I never made any decision out of anger, frustration, malice. And every decision I made, I prayed through and I tried to do it for the greater glory of Almighty God. This past Monday of Holy Week, we celebrated the Chrism Mass together. And during this Mass, all the priests renew their promises that we initially took at ordination. And this year, again, I was in tears because of how deeply I desire to live these promises and yet how often I fail. So often we priests fail to live the life of love and sacrifice that we hear in the gospel, washing our people's feet, giving and sacrificing until we're dead for you. That's what we're entrusted for. And I feel like I do that so poorly sometimes. We lack patience. We're short with people. Sometimes we lack charity. We struggle doing the very things that Jesus entrusts us with. The very mission that he gives to us to lay down our lives, we fail at. And we priests know better maybe than anyone in this church how short we fall of what we're called to. And for that, I just ask forgiveness. The reality is, my good people, we give what we cannot give. We do something that is not our work. We're on a mission and have become a bearer of a message that has been committed to us from another. We are called to bring a healing, a hope, a love, and a peace that didn't start with us. It doesn't rely on us. And it doesn't flow from us. It's Christ's work. Christ's love. Christ's peace. And what has kept me faithful and focused in spite of my weaknesses, inconsistencies, and failures is the greatest gift that God has given to humanity. A gift that comes through these weak and sinful hands. A gift that will be given to you tonight. The Eucharist. It's what this whole night is about. And I know people were upset that we're not washing feet. But this Mass isn't about washing feet. As beautiful as that is, and as as beautiful it is for me to do, and as humbling it is, it's not about that. It's about this. And from this, we can wash feet. We can lay down our lives. We get the grace to live the lives that we're called to, because He lives within us. I spend an hour a day, every day before the Eucharist, sometimes longer if I can. And I swear to you, my good people, it is the only thing that sustains me. If I didn't do that, I would stop being a priest in six months. I guarantee it. Can I explain it? No. I just know that without the time of prayer, I will never make it as a priest, yet alone as a Christian in this day and age that we live. And this call to be with Jesus in the Eucharist is not just for me. It's for us. It was given to the church. During this past year of madness, I have been touched by people's love of the Eucharist. But yesterday I experienced something that I have never experienced before. I went to Edgewood Vista to visit the nursing home parishioners before Easter. 
And I visited five or six people and I was trying to find this one lady. Because she told me last time I missed her and she said, I want communion. I haven't had communion. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Gotcha. So I came back and I searched high and low and I could not find her. And it was breaking my heart, but I had to go. And as I was walking out, they were all gathering for supper and there she was. And she's like, Father, Father. I'm like, I see you. And I come over to her and I was like, I'm like, I'm, I was looking everywhere for her. And she's like, I knew you'd come. I knew you'd come. She's like, and, and I get to go to communion now. And I'm like, yeah, before Easter. And she's like, great. Just be me. And I said, let's just go over here. And as I walked with her helping her, a lady sitting next to her said, Father, can I come? I said, yeah, sure. And then another lady said, can I come? And I said, yeah, sure. And another one? And another one. And I was blessed among women. (laughs) And I said, you guys, I only have one host. And this lady said something to me that brought me to tears. She said, Father, with a tear running down her face, she said, Father, it has been so long. I would take a crumb. A crumb. My heart broke. And I thought to myself, what if, what if everybody in the church had faith like that? What if, what if we didn't have to be deprived of it for a year? Before our hearts were screaming for it. What if we were like that woman in the gospel who this little old lady reminded me of? When Jesus says it's not right to take the food for the children and give it to the dogs. And the woman says even the dogs are willing to eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. Here was a faithful soul. And she knew exactly what the Eucharist was. And man, did she long for it. We have all had the Eucharist taken away from us this year. Do you and I long for it like that little old lady? Do we realize the gift that we have in it and the power that it possesses? This Holy Thursday, may you and I be renewed in our love for the Lord and the Eucharist and realize that that is what makes us Christian. Is our union with Christ, especially in the Eucharist, which is the source and the summit of our faith. May we long for it like those little old ladies. And may it truly become for us the most important thing in our lives.